Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hail Cheaters. Welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast. It's our final FPL preview. Brandon, the last mm. game week of the season kicks off on Sunday, uh, 11.30 our time. A slightly later start time for, for game week 38 this season. It's always been, you know, 10 o'clock for us, right? So 3 p.m. UK. As long as I've we've been tracking this, that is yeah. the time they've done 38. This year it's at 11.30 our time, so I guess it's 4.30. I feel like that goes right into the Sunday roast hour. For you know, for the for the English, so I don't know. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? Oh God, I didn't expect to get incredibly hungry at the start of this podcast for my <laughs> my jacket potatoes and my my roast beef and and the lot. I feel like at the end of this season, once it all once it's all said and done, and yes, this episode we've got work to do still. Sure. I deserve a big old Sunday roast. Uh, yeah. I would love to make yeah. that happen. Yeah, and there will be some drama, I think, kind of no matter what happens with that, uh, with the Leicester City match that'll take place um, probably on the day that you're listening to this podcast, uh, late on Monday. Um, there will be at least some relegation drama, which I feel like we haven't had that or too much of that recently. And so we're, we're definitely going to have that. Um, that that point, the late point that Everton scored really could make a difference. Yeah. I was... Uh, uh, I was sort of looking through because it, it's, you know, Leicester, I mean, Leeds seem like they're in, in massive trouble, but um, but they still have a shot. And so it's 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 really interesting what, what, what happens on the stretcher. And if, if Leicester can somehow beat Newcastle tomorrow, then it's really going to be wide open going into Sunday. I would love to see that because it's sort of like everybody wins. I, uh, Newcastle just have to get a point in their last two fixtures to, to secure your Europe because mm-hmm. uh, because of what's going on with Liverpool. So if yep. Leicester do beat Newcastle, then I think everybody wins. Newcastle probably still end up with Champions League and Leicester can survive. My prediction, though, Josh, is that the table is 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 in its final form right uh, now, at this okay. moment in time yeah, i think leeds leeds and leicester okay. are going down and everton with that i mean i i wonder if that yuri mina goal doesn't even uh matter because i'm not sure leeds or leicester are going to get a single point uh for for the rest <laughs> of the season it does feel like deitch may just have been enough just him coming in that you know it's has he done a good job i don't even really know (laughs) we thought it would be easier than this certainly yeah they have yeah exactly one win and five i don't know they've got a couple draws in there though too maybe maybe getting five from 15 is about all you could you could really hope for so anyway there's something to play for the top of the table there is I, i suppose you still have champions league spots that are in theory, still to play for, although that's going to be much more resolved based on what happens um, this week, because we still have some midweek fixtures to go. But regardless, we've got our game week 38 on Sunday. It's going to be fun. And I mean, this is a fantasy podcast, not a Premier League table 
podcast. Anyway, Brennan, so we we there's plenty to play for 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 most of the people listening to this podcast still, and I'm I'm already sweating. I <laughs> yeah. I have not had a, a proper Sunday sweat. Uh, uh-huh. Uh, the way I the way I'm going to right now. I mean, Kellen Wilson has completely upended. And do you feel like I mean, you know, the last couple of pods you were, uh, you know, openly taunting Kellen Wilson and talking <laughs> uh-huh. about uh, how weak he is, how he can't stay healthy. Um, I feel like you kind of invited some of what happened with Kellen Wilson this week. Care to comment, Brandon? Uh, I heard that Kieran Trippier, who is because he's the captain, he's in charge of what the team listens to in the locker room. Yeah. I have on authority. Yep. One of the bazillion writers they have at the Athletic wrote about this that they have actually been playing on repeat my statement calling Callum Wilson soft <laughs> in the Newcastle locker room. And wow. I think it's That's one of incredible. those where yeah. you know they yeah. post the scathing review up on the up on the company court yeah. board and everybody sees yeah. it as they walk by the, and they're the like script from our podcast. <laughs> we'll yeah. we'll yeah. show we'll show the, the cheaters for sure. So I I, I do think that we kind of shot us or I shot us in the foot by making those comments, calling Kellen Wilson yeah. soft. Uh, but more power I should to have, I, yeah, I should have brought him in at the very least. Once, once you said that, I should have known that you were speaking, you know, a miraculous <laughs> a performance. A reverse jinx, into, yes. Yeah, exactly. So um, game week, but, you know, what happened this weekend had some pretty serious fantasy repercussions because Arsenal lose um, at Forest. And I guess I was surprised in real time. The more I thought about it later, maybe I should have been less surprised because Forrest basically it was win and stay up, right? The stakes were gigantic for them. Arsenal yeah. really had nothing to play for outside of the thinnest glimmer of hope that they might win the title, which realistically I think even, even, even they yeah. had to think was, was, was pretty much out of play, right? Down seven against a Man City team. That's in like the greatest form they've, they probably ever been in as a, as a professional club, right? When, like they're playing so well right now. When that final whistle blew in Forest Arsenal, the the commentary was just hilarious because uh, there was the exultation of Nottingham Forest survived their first season in forever in the Premier League. Yep. Then it was like, oh, and by the way, the actual biggest thing happened where Manchester City actually clinches the Premier League title. And yep. oh, by the way, you're seeing a lot of pictures of uh, Sol and Arsenal fans on your TV screen right now. Uh, Arsenal, uh, total dopes, uh, or or just kind of little dopes. Uh, unclear. Yeah, yeah. It's like name yeah. your narrative. You got it from that match. That's true. I mean, it, it you know, yeah, the, you'd still would, would think they would have put up maybe a little more. They're just so banged up. I think with with yeah. uh, you know center backs chaos and, and I, I don't know just and then Arteta goes and kind of changes up the maybe not the formation per se but the way the personnel is lined up with uh, Thomas yep. Partey at right back and it seemed like yeah if they weren't uncomfortable with their general mental malaise they were uncomfortable with the team setup too so you have that and that wasn't hugely important for fantasy as a as a match in and of itself because Arsenal um, we've all pretty much, you know, gotten rid of our Arsenal assets over the last few weeks. Um, certainly weren't necessarily even starting them, even against a team like Forest. And so, um, the, the real repercussion though, was that it made Man City's match on Sunday, um, irrelevant. And I have to say, I thought, even though the title was now won, I thought final home match of the season, Pep is still going to play that 
that strong 11 so that they can kind of get out there and I don't know, like the fans can cheer them on. Maybe you sub a bunch of people off early at halftime, sure. et cetera. Yeah. Uh, but to go out there and see that, you know, I mean, obviously like their, their B team is, is like a champions league level team, but, mm-hmm. but still, but to see the, the B team come out there and I, you know, it was, it was, it was pretty sh- shocking and I, it didn't necessarily hurt me that much because um, I, I'm not overloaded right now on uh, Man City. I was actually kind of worried about this match. Um, all I have is uh, Stones and Holland. Um, and so it was, it was arguably a, a, a good result for me, but it kind of just took the wind out of that match. I mean, it made that match just completely irrelevant. I, I didn't, I didn't actually watch a second of it. It was like, what, what, what I, I actually know that's not true. When, when Holland came on like the 75th minute, I finally, I, I checked in for 15 minutes or so, but it was just sort of like, even then it was like, no one was, they weren't even really trying to score. It was just yeah. like, yeah, let's just get this thing over with. Yeah, I watched the first half and then I had to get in my car and uh, drive down back down to the city. So I missed the second half. Yeah, and I got mine with my Alvarez goal. Uh, uh, yes, that's we, true. That's true. I, yeah, that's true. I guess it was relevant for for the Alvarez punters, self included. Yeah, and uh, I, I guess it was the moment where all the Alvarez punters had to ask themselves, "Have I punted hard enough?" Uh, because I think there are a lot of managers out there like me who uh, brought in Alvarez, but only vice captained him. I still captained Holland. Now yeah. I, I think, you know, I I would suspect strongly so that Holland does start the the midweek match against um, yeah. against Brighton. And my bold prediction, Josh, is that yeah. City ac- actually demolish Brighton in this midweek match. I don't know. I mean. <laughs> Brighton are at home. I, you know, I just, I think that, I, I, I don't know. I, I think that Brighton put up a, a bit of a fight in that one. I think that's, I think that's a big match for them. It's, you know, the, some of the pressure is now off as well, and that could manifest itself in them laying out like, you know, let like easing up on the gas pedal. But I, I don't, I don't know. I just don't see them doing that. And I, mm-hmm. I think that especially for this one, maybe they do it in game week thirty eight. But I think for 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 this, you know, especially the the way to Villa, I, I don't know. But and I think there's still. I guess in theory, if they got destroyed in their final two matches, I think they actually could still end up in the Europe or Conference League instead of the Europa League. So they still have like a tiny bit to play for. I think it's mostly a goal difference question, but still. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I think I think it'll be an interesting match. And I, 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 you're right. I mean, I think that we now see something closer to a, a strong 11 from Pep at midweek. But that now creates the problem of what what do we see in game week thirty eight <laughs> from Man City? Do we does Holland start that match? Like I, I if he does, I mean it, it it is genuinely and and I'm I don't want to totally jump the gun on this week's uh, pod. I mean be, you know but genuinely Holland is an amazing game week thirty eight captain because he's always an amazing captain. But he's also one of the riskiest captain picks you could have for 38. Um, and I don't know. At the moment, my plan is not to captain Holland, to be, to be quite honest. My plan is to captain Mo Salah. Uh, but I could, be, I could be persuaded back to Holland. But I think, I think it is yeah. risky. And I, also, they're way to Brentford, which is not, um, you know, it's not like they're, you know, if they were home to spurs or whatever i don't know you know if they were home to some team that's like given up on the on the season no no offense to spurs supporters all all offense meant to spurs the the team right <laughs> because they are <laughs> but you know it's like you know we're looking at you kind of, oliver skip you're the yeah, guy but it, 
Yeah, but it was the kind of man. Poor Ryan Mason, just like he keeps getting these these no win jobs. But um, but yeah, I mean, if they if they were playing a team at home where you're like, well, Holland could still come on in this. Even if he didn't start, he might come on in the second half and score a couple of goals. Um, he might still kind of like Aguero um, a couple mm-hmm. of years ago when he played his you know his final match for yep. for Man City. But I think. As it is, uh, Brentford's a tough place to play even when you're at full strength, right? Like yeah. you could argue that he wasn't the best, he wouldn't have been the best captain pick even if we knew that he was starting in 38. And so now I think it's it's extra risky. And so what do you think uh, Pep does in 38? What kind of squad do we see for that one? <laughs> Man, I don't know. I mean, I guess the, it, I don't know if it's a cop out to say, but kind of a hybrid uh, A team, B team like we've seen in, I think that's you know, like accurate, we'll, we'll often yeah. see. Uh, And I think it kind of is a risk tolerance game, right? Because up to up to this weekend, all this talk was about City winning the treble. I remember watching an interview with Jack Grealish where he's like, yeah, well, it's the treble, but we actually haven't done anything yet. We haven't won a single of these three trophies you keep talking about. Now they've won one of them. The game week 38 is all about risk tolerance in terms of injuries to uh, to fitness concerned members of the squad. You know, yeah. Kevin De Bruyne has been rested often because uh, yeah. of, his, of his just how how uh, how beat red he often gets. I think is the major concern <laughs> yeah. that they have for KDB. I know. We um, don't know. But, but, yeah, but, yeah, what, yeah, what's going I, on I, with his blood pressure? But it's, <laughs> yeah, Sir, certainly the Champions League final and FA Cup final take precedence over game week thirty eight. So that would be my one concern. But there, I think Holland Holland came to came to play. He's winning the trophies. He's you yeah. know he's he's already gotten the goal scoring record. But there are still records that he's very close to it's almost almost like arsenal right like the disappointing thing for arsenal is how close they were to winning this title and if they were going to win a title in the next five years this would have been the season to do it and now it's slipped away and how yeah i don't know but i 100 percent agree with that sir i would love to debate that i think it's an interesting debate and i will be uh i will be cheering available yeah (laughs) oh yeah yeah please call me on whatsapp if you want to chat about that (laughs) um no i'm pro i'm pro arsenal for for better or worse um but i think holland has scored so many goals it just feels like why at this late stage in the season you just kind of give up on uh scoring more goals to see if you can push other records farther out uh i think you know what i'm saying but then again um this is also his moment to play in and score in a champions league final which would be the ultimate goal so lots of spinning plates here for pep and for city yeah, and I, I I think that I think we probably do see some kind of hybrid thing too. I mean, just with the FA Cup final a week later, and then the Champions League um, the week after that, as you're as you're saying, I, I think it's, I you know I think you could actually spin that even further, which is that if, if Man United win at at midweek, um, they are solidly into the Champions League as well, and they suddenly have a sort of straightforward home match. Uh, they're hosting uh, Fulham, who really have nothing to play for at this point outside of pride well Although it I hasn't do, been stopping them from playing well <laughs> i know this is the full this full side is incredible i will say with mitro being back and suddenly playing really well i do wonder if 
this is a replay in Fulham's mind of the FA Cup quarterfinal where Fulham just like totally owned themselves with their red cards, the Willian handball, et cetera. And if they just kind of want to, as you say, draft for pride, just just for just do a do a match have a match yeah yep. and but but uh yeah but but from the fpl side of it and the lineup side of it it feels like garnacho time it is garnacho yeah. or bust yeah exactly and so we'll see what that means for uh well yeah i mean it's i you know especially there was some issue with like we thought maybe shaw was had some, something maybe he decided to go to the bathroom i don't really know there was like a moment there where it was like a shot out this this game and uh I, I guess it was an it was a nothing burger in the end but um yeah i think that we're um i think it's gonna be a really tricky week and it always is game week 37 is always tricky as well i think we tried to r- remind people of that on last week's podcast because um the, the the final double game week of the season and this is this is not a queen's passing one this is a one we one we typically have this 37 and this is it tends to be a little bit of a of a bust you know, mm-hmm. in terms of in terms of points and in terms of maybe maybe predictable results, and so uh, we've certainly seen that so far. We'll see what happens over the next uh, handful of matches, but um, yeah, it has. Um, it's 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 been a weird one. I'm on, I guess I'm on thirty points, right? So you know, very. I guess I'm seven seven above the average on thirty points, but I'm. Um, I feel like I'm sort of. The, some of the air is is getting let out of the balloon the last uh, mm-hmm. few few match days. Uh, starting with that, starting with Wilson's late goal and assist um, in that Thursday match last week, and then kind of a whatever weekend. And so I've gone from three k to nine k, which again, great, awesome to still be in the top ten k. But you know, I have tripled my rank uh, going into final game week of the season. And based on the team that I've got over the next couple of days, I, I, I could certainly be out of the top 10 K by the time the weekend rolls around. And so, um, we'll see what happens. I, I have Isak tomorrow, but I don't have Trippier starting. So I think that's, yeah. that's kind of the big one right there is, and then I don't, I don't have Wilson either. And, uh, given how he's looked so far and his shockingly high ownership, how is everyone fitting? Like who was, who got sold to make way for, it's like, I don't quite understand. I, I had like no way to get Wilson. It was like, there was no way in my team structure. I could have made that happen. So it's a, I guess it is. So you have Solanke and uh, for me, uh, you got Solanke out of a wild card. Basically we're all dealing with front lines that are residue of our second wild card. And I had Tony and Watkins, and so everybody right. in that seven million range yeah. was fair game. And I think that's a lot how a lot of people got to Callum Since Wilson the, is they didn't invest as much in the midfield as you did. Obviously, example number eighteen million. Why having an unbalanced forward line with a really cheap third yeah. forward creates creates yeah. problems. Uh, it always it's always so appealing because you're like, oh, like I could, that's so great. I can have five across the middle, and then. And then, it's so know, great. Just, yeah. Here's an yeah. example of why it would be great to have a non-playing third forward. I could have Holland and I could have Harry Kane, who this yeah. weekend surpassed his greatest FPL season total <laughs> in know. his history I with know. 247 points with leads still to go. He has he's 20 points away from Holland. I will uh, I will eat every hat that people nail me. 
uh, if Harry if Harry Kane uh, surpasses Holland. Holland. Can you imagine? So that would be the craziest. That'd be low key the one of the most shocking things in FPL history. Um, yeah, now I'm kind of well. Even even though it would destroy my overall rank, I'm sort of uh, just Let's not, not because he's even Let that highly burn. owned. Not because he's that highly owned, but just the the twelve percent would all ch- jump a hundred thousand spots if he got like twenty two points. Um, all right. Well, that's yeah, yeah. Let's see what let's see what happens. Let's see if Holland starts at midweek. I mean, I've who knows, right? I mean, I'm sort of it almost doesn't matter because he's so he's so heavily owned. I mean, I was looking through all my various mini leagues, and it's just it's just Holland straight down. I think there's a, there there. Well, we'll see what he does in the second match, but there might be a lesson there for for some of us down the stretch here, which is you know. Maybe maybe it's time for us to be a little a little bit more bold with some of our some of our yeah. captain picks. But that's a that's a that's that that maybe that's a like game we or FPL season wrap up conversation that we can for have. Sure. All right, so um, yeah, three matches still to come this game week: Newcastle host Leicester, Brighton host Man City on Wednesday, uh, and then Thursday, Man United Chelsea. Which I don't know. That feels like a another one nil match. Uh, Chelsea. I mean, it's just like it's crazy. Like that they're um, it's they're they the Chelsea and Spurs are both in just get us to the summer, please. Just let us get to the summer, and and we can and we can reset things a little bit. So uh, we'll see. What we see. We'll see. We'll see what happens there. Uh, and then the Sunday uh, mentioned it's game week thirty eight. It starts at eleven thirty Eastern time, um, and uh, we're meeting up at the Black Horse Black Horse Brooklyn. Fifth Avenue and 16th Street in um, Park Slope slash South Park Slope, I suppose. Um, off the R train, you can walk to from the F or the G. Uh, and uh, it's a great bar. Come meet us down there. Uh, we'll probably try to get there on the early side in order to claim some spots. But it's a, it's a great experience. Highly recommend. Um, if you can't, if you don't live in the New York area, I recommend getting out with your friends and doing it because it's. If you can get somewhere where there's, even if you're not a drinker, you know, just go have your 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 full English breakfast somewhere, you know, and just and just yeah. sit down and and watch it because it's 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 such a great the stimulus. It's just incredible. It's so it's so fun to yeah. have these matches on. I feel like my championship Sundays would be better if I wasn't a drinker because then I wouldn't be like fast asleep in my bed by. Three in the afternoon. That's true. It's always a hard pod for us. the The final pod of the season. It's uh, we are we we're we're always like nine deep uh, in alcohol. But anyway, so that's that's game week. 38. Uh, we'll, we'll obviously talk more about that after the break. I did want to do a quick shout out, Brandon, uh, mm. to uh, FPL Merch, who's a longtime uh, supporter of the podcast and a, a, a producer patron, in fact. Um, so if you if you listen all the way through the end, you've heard his name many times before. Uh, but uh, his name is Ross. He has a great selection of FPL gift shop resources. Uh, so if you're looking for, to give something to uh, the winner of one of your mini leagues or something for yourself or just something to you know commemorate the season, it's kind of fun. He's got a lot of really cool stuff in there. And his newest thing, he's got a new set of FPL poker chips, uh, which are really cool. And so they got like 5K, 10K. And so it's sort of, you can use them as regular chips, but then it's sort of a, you know, so your, your friends who don't know if play fantasy can still use these chips, Brandon. But for people who yeah. who do, it's a it's a fun little flourish. And so I think I think we should get some for ourselves. I think we should. Um, yeah, you know, I just play a lot of poker, just like we'll carry your top one k poker chip in your pocket wherever you go as a reminder yeah. of of the good times. That's true. I, and I've got some Ross mugs. Uh, I've, I've got a, a merch mug and a merch glass. Oh, I, anyway, I did want to quickly shout him out though um, at the end of this this season. So you can go to fplmerch.com to. Uh, to support um, him. Uh, all right, Brendan, let's take a break. Uh, and, and if you want to support the cheaters, 
support everybody, Brendan. Everyone, everyone deserves support. <laughs> everyone in gets their share. Facet okay? <laughs> of their life, but uh, you can go to Patreon.com/slash Always Cheating to support the podcast. If you if you won your mini league and you want and the podcast was at all helpful, then. You can go and support us there. Uh, June is going to be a free month uh, for all our supporters because there's no matches done during that month. Uh, so we will not be charging our Patreon supporters that month. Uh, and uh, yeah, so that's, uh, we also do, a, we'll do our, uh, our uh, like a more drilled down preview pod um, on Thursday after all of these matches have been completed. So that'll be a Patreon exclusive pod that we'll do on Thursday evening. Brandon, let's take a break, get back and talk about game week 38. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, Brian, we're back. Game week 38. I think I've mentioned how many times it kicks off a million times already, but I'll say it once again because it threw me off to see this 1130 start time. I guess that, so that means we'll get a, a, a you know, a fairly late deadline, 1030 or, or a 10 at 10 a.m. deadline. There's a lot of deadline talk this week because there's more, you know, it's, the leaks are not stopping. And so what was that? What was that what Steven do? Spielberg movie uh, where they had to break the news? Tom Hanks and 
Meryl Streep, I forget what news they were breaking, but they were doing something on a newspaper. Oh, it was the uh, Pentagon Papers, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, was that, was that, yes. Was that, was that, was that, was that wait, was Scorsese? Is that, no, oh, that was Spielberg, Spielberg. Spielberg. Anyway. Yeah, the Post? I, it, is that what it was called? It was the Post, yeah. exactly. Thanks yeah. for saving yeah, yeah. that bit there, Josh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this podcast is basically like watching the Post because they're always talking, we got to get this for the deadline. Yeah, yeah. I have not seen that movie. I, I'm sort of like not like a big indie, like, um, although I do like, I like Shattered Glass. But in general, like movies about journalism, I'm not like uh, not, not super enamored, Brandon. So okay. anyway, that's yeah. that's that's a, that's my Josh's film corner there. Uh, but do Skip watch Shatter. Do watch Shatter Glass, the one good Hayden Christensen movie. And yes, I'm including all of the all of the prequels. Uh, when well, I say you that. don't like Life as a House, starring him and and Kevin Klein. Never seen it. Is that good? I actually know somebody who loves that movie. I mean, this is like a girl from college, but she thought life was... So maybe she doesn't still feel this way, but she thought life life as a house was like the greatest movie ever made. I've never seen it. I don't know. Everybody watch it and uh, and let us know. know. Yeah, Yeah, we'll do some movie reviews in the (laughs) offseason. So uh, Game Week 38 kicks off. I wanted to start things off by talking about um, our thought process, what, what you and I are sort of... What we're thinking about, right? So what are we thinking? Like, what are our, yeah, basically, like, what are our thoughts going into this weekend? What are we weighing? And what might we do in terms of transfers? Now, of course, we still have a couple of matches to go. We could get some injuries. Some things could 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 change our, our approach here. But, you know, just kick things off here, Brandon. What are you thinking about going into Game Week 38? I'm thinking about home teams, uh, okay. uh, for one, and I'm yep. thinking about terrible defenses. Uh, like okay. column A is who's playing at home, column B is who are terrible defenses. Okay. Uh, less who has something to play for, because as I think we like uh, covered at the start of the podcast, is it's going to be perhaps a, a dead rubber apart from Leeds, Leicester, and Everton going into the final game week. Interestingly enough, Everton, Leeds, and Leicester all play at home. Everton seems to be the pick uh, because they seem like the favored team to survive the drop, and they're playing against uh, a beached Bournemouth. I think that's interesting. (laughs) What? Like a beached whale. It's uh, very, yeah. very much so. Yeah. yeah, just a bunch of cherries just washed up ashore. Um, no, 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 a beached whale can explode, Brandon. <laughs> so yeah, that we sure. they could still Bournemouth could still explode and blow up Everton like a like a humpback. On a, sure, on a, like on a, anybody yeah. who watches the boys would uh, be thinking of a particular scene right now. Mm-hmm. But um, Spurs, I think, if you take everything that I just kind of like uh, murkily walked my way through, yeah, Leeds have to uh, score goals in yeah. game week 38. They, yeah. And they will have to push their their guys forward to do so. And I think Spurs, as terrible as they have been in recent months, I just think they're going to rain goals upon poor old Joel Robles. Uh, so I think Harry Kane... Is the is is the guy going? Could into you get game there? Thirty-eight. Could you get there? I'd have to sell Mo uh, or mm-hmm. Holland. That's the only way I could do it without just like tearing up my team for a minus yeah. eight, and that does not seem advisable because it just yeah. doesn't sound fun to me. But although Holland for Kane is the kind of ultimate game yeah. theory move, yeah. right? I mean, it's sort of like it's it's either gonna 
it really could work out great because even even if Holland isn't going to be universally captain this game week the way he would in, in, in other weeks, he is certainly going to be highly owned. And his ownership prevents most people from bringing in Kane. So if you just gamble that Holland doesn't start, doesn't score, doesn't whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you bring in Kane. And I, I'm kind of inclined to agree with you there. Uh, in my position, I, I it's it's too risky because I'm, I'm leading in a couple of these mini leagues and it, it, there's just no there's no upside, you know, uh, uh, to take that kind of gamble. But I think that mm-hmm. for a certain kind of manager who, who is, who's got the stomach for it, right? Yeah. Like it could really be um, a, a big swing. Yeah, very much so. So I, I think we can touch upon some of these individual fixtures as we work our way through the questions. But there is one particularly FPL relevant fixture I would point out, which is Aston yeah. Villa hosting Brighton. And my concern here is... This is a big European like playoff, basically, and Villa yeah. are trying to get into the Conference League. They're playing at home. They're in pretty yeah. good form. And I think it's going to be a very tough match for us who are, most of us listening are tripled up on Brighton, and I'm yeah. not seeing a, a very high ceiling then for three players I already have in my fantasy squad. So I'm kind yeah. of thinking if there's any way to move on a Brighton player for somebody with more upside. That's another yeah. thing I'm thinking about. I think that, yeah, I think Eze is the one who everyone's really thinking a lot about. I mean, I, I think that this is one of those... Well, it's actually interesting, okay, because on the one hand, I was about to say, it's one of those things that we'll talk about on podcasts, we'll talk about on Twitter, but then his ownership will only get up to 8% yeah. overall. But... He might be universally owned in the top eight spots in your, your mini yeah. leagues, right? <laughs> right? So um, it's it's kind of interesting the way. But I, I think he makes a lot of sense. He has um, attacking returns in, I, you know, I, do, I mean, I, he just got an assist this last week. But he's, uh, you know, that he had a brace before that. And um, he's had some, some, you know, I think he's had three double-digit return. Like, like more than, he scored more than 10 points, I think, three different times over the last maybe 10 or so game weeks. Um, and so, um, you know, and he's only 5.6 million. So he slots in incredibly easily, right? You could move either a Matoma or a McAllister to him without, without too much trouble. So I, I guess it's just two, um, 16 and 16 points in gaming, 36, 16 and 31, nine and 34. So Close I'm going to round up. I'm going to sure. round up, Brent. If you, if you gotcha. average those three together, that's, that's three right there. So if you cheat a little bit, you're, you're right there. Yeah. So, what I mean, is there, uh, I love him. He is one of my current favorite players to watch in the Ooh, Premier League. One of Brandon's faves. Yeah, he's going to get uh, my boy status sooner rather than later, but he's priced at 5.6. That's not yeah. Buddy is, but it's I like to reserve. Underscore. I like to reserve the my boys for the players you don't actually like. If, <laughs> you, if you like them, it's no fun for me to call them your boy. <laughs> All right, so then he is not getting my boy status because I genuinely do love watching him play. So he slots in seamlessly for any Brighton asset with that price tag of 5.6. Yeah. Um, I think... Another key decision then is, are you looking to take hits? And if you are not looking to take hits, are you going to spend your transfer in your midfield or uh, in your forward line? Because I just think we all have too many defenders and too many goalkeepers as it is. I'm not interested in spending any transfers there. So uh, it's like, do you just want to do you want to take a punt and try to find a high ceiling player in your midfield or your yeah. forward line. Um, 
So I guess that, that I'm kind of interested to see how Isak looks in midweek uh, for that reason. Because if Isak just continues yep. to be drag my rank down, then maybe that's where I want to spend my one free transfer. Yeah, I. That's it's, it's interesting. I, I I don't really know what. It's hard to talk about that uh, that Newcastle team until we see what what they yeah. what kind of happens in, in tomorrow's match. But I think. Uh, um, yeah, I think I think that. I, you know, right? Yeah, right now I'm not starting Isak, and I guess I, given what we've seen from Chelsea, it doesn't. I would have no problem starting him in that match. He's on my bench right now. Actually, looking at looking at my own squad. There's sort of two ways to, to look at it, right? There's sort of what you just said, which is I'm not really looking at the defense. Um, and that's mm-hmm. – but in, in my particular spot, it, it's actually a little bit tricky because um, I, have, I have Trent and then I have Lindelof, right, because I, I, could, not, I could not get to Shaw with my, without burning points. I actually think I got away okay. Uh, Shaw scored Lindelof by three, but I think all things considered – Given that he was a million cheaper, I feel like that could have gone worse. And so sure. I'll take I'll take the six. You know, he he actually was on for bonus, and then he he dropped right at the end there. But that's, yeah, he looked good. He whatever, played well. Fine. I thought he played well too, and so he should be fine. And then I've got Trent, of, of course, who oh, I'm sure will start. But then I've got Stones, who is like what 50-50 to start that match at best. And who if, has if, ever gotten a city defender and not been in this situation? I, this I happened know. with me and a kanji so a couple of months yeah. ago and he just oh. stopped playing. And then it looked like a kanji might be the one who got away with it. And then he gets subbed in the 57th minute today. It's just so, so classic. Kyle Walker ended up being the defender. We all wanted who knew the Kyle, Kyle, no goals, no assist. Walker was, was the one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, but if so, someone's, doesn't play then i'm i'm subbing either botman or henry uh as my um you know and so i, I which neither like so those moves are, are make me a little bit anxious and I, I i worry or or i get one point from stones because they'll come on for 30 minutes and so um I, you know i i may really keep it down to the wire in terms of what i do with my mm-hmm. squad um but i think that it's um i also would not necessarily mind burning points this week i, I if, if i could find some moves that made sense, I, I, I might consider it. And uh, so, yeah, but I think what I initially thought, you know, going into Game Week 37, and I was sort of trying to plan out the next uh, couple of weeks worth of transfers, um, I, I thought I might bring in, um, bring Gabriel back, Brazilian, well, Brazilian center back Gabriel. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but now I'm so worried about Arsenal, Brandon. And this sort of ties into... Uh, a question that I had, which I, I guess I'll just pull up because it is relative to my thought Please. process here, which yes. is, uh, you know, Man City, we already talked about Man City too, which is Man City and Arsenal, do we trust either squad going into this weekend? Are there any of those strong, any other strong avoids that we see among the, among the clubs playing this weekend? And so my worry is just, well, do I want, you know, do I want to have an Arsenal defender? I mean, Wolves are, are, are you know, one of the, you know, one of the teams that struggle the most to score, certainly, but Josh, it's I will, I will Arsenal. all but promise yeah. you, I will all but promise you Daniel Podence scores against Arsenal this weekend. <laughs> I know. It's just not, it does not seem like a very fun move to me. And so I'm probably going to go if it's so a Brighton rest, either Matoma or McAllister at midweek, which is possible. Uh, I would, it, but one of them starts. 
I would I would probably transfer out the one who starts like that. I don't know. I don't know how else to decide between those two because Matoma is the more dangerous player, the one that I prefer to keep. But mm-hmm. he's also in like really his form is is kind of all over the place. I don't know. I mean, I I guess you want him to be getting all these chances. It's just it would be nice if yeah. he actually did something with them. That would be awesome like if you were actually you know <laughs> oh truly Sc- yeah. scoring he's a, yeah yeah he spurned Pretty. quite a few against southampton which was really frustrating and then he had that nice move where he got central and and kind of dinked it over mccarthy and hit the post i yep. i couldn't yep. believe my eyes that that didn't go in didn't go. Uh, yeah so he, he seems he's not like a full in full-on yeah. shadow of former self no, mode no he definitely not i mean he created that that really beautiful goal for that yeah, ferguson, ferguson scored ferguson uh-huh. yeah and that you know that was uh, you know great move that he put on the defender and uh and then he yeah, sent in a great cross too so yep. i you know i think it's we sort of see this as adults and like we i mean i, I mean matoma's i think he's 26 right like but we sort of we see it as like whatever we are, you know, early middle-aged people, you know, it's like, we like see the, the stakes of it so clearly. And sure. I think for these 26 year olds who are professionals, they just, they can just shake it off and, and it'll be fine. And so I, I, you know, so I don't, I don't think Matoma, I mean, we, I mean, we know that these guys, there is like such a thing as goal scoring form. I don't know how that's sort of quantified by a stat bomb type company, but it does mm-hmm. seem like once you start scoring goals, it does seem like it's, it gives you the confidence to continue to do that. And then when your confidence is low, it does seem like maybe you press a little bit and aim, right? As opposed to just sort of doing the thing you can always do, right? It's like on the practice ground. Does he ever hit the post in the practice ground in that situation, right? Uh, Uh, Probably when it's the competition is to hit the post, then he probably does all the time. Yeah, yeah exactly. But like in a situation like that, if you're in the training ground, he just, he just gets that ball there. I feel like uh-huh. that's, that's a goal every time. And it's just, yeah. it's just, you know, but when you're uh, in the, you know, in the middle of a match and you kind of know that you've gone 10 matches without scoring, it's like, do you, right. are you aiming a little bit more? And that maybe throws things off a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. You pull, you pull the, uh, the joystick a little too much there. That's why Statsbomb introduced pressure into the that's some adult conversation there. Yeah, but yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. Let's, where uh, you're going with that let's, one. But. Let's let's skip that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So so what so that we've talked about kind of our logic as we're approaching our team, uh, sort of sort of highs and lows. What about uh, the next question here? Would be on captains to consider. What yep. uh, what more needs to be said here? We we kind of like talked about how Kane feels like he's probably the the points predicted leader uh, going yeah. into this game week, guaranteed to start play. It could weirdly be his final performance in a Spurs kit. Uh, well, most possibly. of us, the, yeah, I think that's true. Though most of us want half Kane, right? Realistically, sure. um, I think that the captain to see the captaincy decision is a decision that you have to make based on your table position in the mini league that you care the most about, right? So if you are in first, I suspect that the captaincy, if you have a team that's kind of normal-ish, right? Similar, you know, a lot of similar squads in the top 10K, et cetera. Um, I think that it's probably Mosal. I think Mosal is probably the safest. I cannot imagine Mosal not starting that game. Mosal always starts, always plays huge minutes. Um, Liverpool may probably won't have anything to play for. Um, I guess maybe they'll be playing to make sure that they stay in the Europa League. I mean, I'm sort of looking at the table they're, right now. They're, yeah, I guess if Brighton yeah. 
win if Brighton magically beats Man City in midweek, then they would be two points behind Liverpool. Assume Brighton lose to City. Liverpool, uh, I mean, not re- regardless. Yeah. It's I think I this is a, a matter of do yeah. they have to do the play in into the Europa League or not? Yeah, yeah, and and I guess if if Leicester City were to pull off a miracle win over Newcastle, then that would be a big one as well, right? Because then Liverpool could still possibly get a uh, a Champions League spot as well. Sure. Um, I mean, I guess it's the same thing with Man United and Chelsea. I mean, Chelsea could beat Man United. I mean, it, it just they have so much talent. I don't know. It's like, it's not that I think they figured out, but it's like you put a bunch of talent. I mean, they almost scored a couple times today, right? They almost equalized yeah. in the last minute of that match. Like a team as talented as Chelsea can never be totally dismissed in a, in a, in a match like that. So, so we'll see, we'll see what we get out of that Man United match. My prediction right now is that I, I think that could end up being a, who even knows? I mean, it's really hard to predict any Chelsea matches right now, but I think I think that could end up being competitive. Just like I wonder if some like pride kicks in uh, down this I'd, I'd love to see it uh, yeah. for sure. I love I live for competitive matches. Matches, Josh. Yeah. So all right. So I think if you're, uh, I think I do think that Salah is now a safer captain pick than than Holland going into 38. We talked about this at the top of the podcast, but unless even if we get a rock solid leak lineup leak that uh-huh. that Holland is starting for 38. I still think I'm going to stick with Mo. That's yeah. that's how worried I am about the mentality that that Man City will have going into this match when the like the the only thing that can happen in a in a tough away environment in Brentford is that somebody gets injured, right? Like the, there's no upside <laughs> to playing Holland 90 minutes in that yeah. match ahead of the FA cup final the next week and the champions league final the week after there's, this is not like a, you know, a season where they're just kind of out of everything and it doesn't matter. You might as well just play your best guys and send them out with a bang. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's everything to play for still. And they've already yeah. won the title. So, um, you know, I think that kind of makes all the players suspect on man city. Um, so yeah. I think, I think, so it's not that I think Holland is, is an absolutely crazy, would never consider him captain. I just think that there's a lot of risk there, whereas Mo Salah is just not. Liverpool, this is it for them. This is their final game no matter what. And, uh, you know, so I think they're, they're, you know, I think he will kind of do exactly what I just said Man City have done in previous yeah. seasons, right? We just pull out your strongest squad and go out with a bang and hope you have, you know, nice 4 nil win to, to wrap up the season and everybody goes away with a smile on their face, you know, heading yeah. into the summer. Um, and so I think the other match you've got Man United and Fulham, a slightly trickier one to talk about right now, again, because Marcus Rashford has been creating chaos up and down, uh, with, uh, mm-hmm. with what's happening with him. I mean, it's, I, he's got the injury. It sounded very severe and then he's back in practice. And then Friday morning, uh, he's sick and then he's not spot on the team bus, but then it leaks that he traveled separately. The old traveled separately, sure. which I always makes mm-hmm. me th- just like, it's what you like hopped in his car and just drove down to, <laughs> to, to you know, to Bournemouth. Like how far is the, that from Manchester? It's like is, six hours. Like this yeah. is, it's, it's just so Ted Lasso to me where he shows yeah. up and the team bus is like, is just in the horizon. And he's like, shoot, I missed it. Better hop in my car. <laughs> yeah, I, know. <laughs> I know it's like, it didn't make any sense. And so it was just, and of course I, I didn't drop branch for me. Partially the reason I didn't drop him is because his ownership was high. I thought there was a good chance he'd start the Chelsea match, even if he was sick. And then I really wanted to have him for 38. And so it was like, well, 
even if I didn't, I, I didn't think it was likely he started tomorrow, but burning a transfer and then, and then being kind of panicked all week about what he might do in 38 <laughs> was, was too. So if he comes out and, and plays in the Chelsea match, plays well, uh, and they like, I don't know, like, you know, and they have, they have the FA cup final the next week, but they obviously still have, well, they may have champions league to, to worry about. They may not. Uh, but either way, it almost feels like for them, I don't know that like putting out a really weak squad at home at, you know, at old Trafford in game week 38, if they lost or they drew, I don't think that's the kind of mentality that, that they're going to want to create ahead of that FA Cup final. I don't think Peps is worried about that. Like, I, I just kind of doubt that his team is really super fussed about what happens in that Brentford match. Whereas I feel like if Man United lost like 2-1 at home to Fulham, <laughs> that is like a really bad vibe for them. Whereas, you know, you lose away to Brentford, <laughs> sure. playing, your, playing your B squad, no one remembers it like a minute after that game is yep. done, right? It's just, it's just not relevant. Um, so, yeah, what do you think about that? You agree? Well, yeah, I, I do agree. The, the stakes are are that much higher. And I think from a fan base point of view, Ten Hag, is, he's still like on a mission. He still has things to prove in the first season, and it's a tough fan yep. base. You want to go out yep. of the season on a high note. Granted, they could do that in the FA Cup final. But Rashford yeah. is, I think, a very interesting FPL player if – He's still a doubt heading into game week 38. I would be very tempted to move him, you know, like into a Liverpool player. Uh, At because, Paul, maybe. Yeah. yeah, somebody like that. Um, yeah, I mean, Liverpool, yet another team. We can sort of like scratch our chins about what the starting 11 is going to look like away Southampton. But you would think it would be probably some of the younger players, maybe, maybe Jota in if you're looking to fill a forward spot or Gakpo because yeah. Firmino and all the, all the, all the old dudes got their big party uh, this weekend. Yeah. I, I, I think that's, yeah, that's true. Firmino got the, the really nice goal too. And mm-hmm. uh, um, yeah, they almost pulled it off. I feel like Milner like sent in like a nice cross and would have been like, Oh, like how, how cool would have been if, if Milner had also finished, finished <laughs> yes. things off. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to miss those guys. I, Firmino hasn't been at his best the last couple of years, but uh, he's, he's such a great player. You he's can so tell fun. he is just emblematic of everything that Liverpool have achieved in yeah. some weird way, even more than Salah. I mean, that's probably a there's stupid thing like, to say, but there's like, yeah, but there's something pre- about his like unselfishness, right? It's like, yeah. it's like he, like, he feels like he's more of like the Klopp. It's like, I don't know. It's like, I feel like that team. When Firmino was at his best, that was like kind of when the team yes. was at their best. That's right, as well. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah, um, and so it, it, it's it's sad to see him go. And I I actually think Gakpo is really exciting, and I think that he has some of those qualities that mm-hmm. um, that you could see in Firmino. He also just like he plays with a little bit of I don't know. It's like it, it, I, I feel like I'm about to say something that's kind of contradictory, but it's like he plays with a little bit of fire, but he's also kind of in control. You know, it's like, uh, mm-hmm. it feels like he really kind of knows what he's doing out there on the pitch. So I, I think he's, I think he's fun. I think he could be a really good fantasy asset next year too. I'm not sure what his price is going to be. I think you have to price him about the same as this year in that 8.5 range. And so I think he could be, um, a really interesting asset going into the next season. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, any predictions as to what Darwin Nunez's price tag will be next season? Eight. That's my guess. Eight. I feel like eight is the classic. 
that is that is like a that, that is just like a price tag you stick on somebody when you don't like when they're like too big of a squad to go lower than that, right? Like yeah. you can't make him seven five, right? But you can't make him nine again, can you? I mean, he's not even a starter anymore. It's like uh, so. Yeah, it's a I weird one. I, I I think eight eight feels right. Started at nine, dropped to eight point six. Yeah, um, drop the, him down to eight, make him prove yeah, something. Otherwise, exactly. it's six point five. They'll probably make it. They'll probably make it eight five because it's always it's always point five higher than I than I want it to be. Um, I like that move. I think that makes sense. If there's any any doubt, um, I don't I don't think that that move makes sense. But you know, I think that Bruno is again he's kind of this like sleeping giant fantasy ass, right? Because he's he's creating chances. He's it's like every goalkeeper's best save every weekend is on a Bruno <laughs> shot. It's like this crazy, you yeah. know. But he's shooting he's shooting so much, and it's like eventually. It's going to come to pass, and so if you're looking for, so again, we're we're kind of looking at all these different lenses, right? If you're if you're top of your mini league, I think that Sal is the safest pick with a lot of upside. Um, if you're second or third, I probably wouldn't go solid because I think the manager at the top will go with Salah, right? And so if you know, but but the captaincy is the quickest way to make up those points, right? Yeah. Or, or it's the it's it, if you're just the most captain, efficient. The most efficient way. That's exactly right. Things can break right for you in other spots in your team, but it's just. It's, it, it requires a little bit more. Whereas mm-hmm. if you can nail a, a you know a, a differential captaincy, that is a way for you to make up that ground. So I think Bruno has the potential to have like a hat trick. Bruno could absolutely have a hat trick, right? Get, scores a pen, ball falls to him on a couple of spots, right? Like loose ball uh, off mm-hmm. a corner kick, whatever. Like all these different ways. Bruno just shoots, 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 right? And so that's the kind of player you want if you're going to take a punt in 38 is for captaincy is you want a player who shoots a lot, right? Yes. And so I think that's that that makes him appealing. Um, I think um, looking throughout the rest of... I think Arsenal, I had a moment there where I thought it'd be fun to bring in Gabriel Jesus and now... I think I'm scared of that entire Arsenal team. I don't think I want anybody from any from any spot in that squad. Yeah, we talked about them a little bit on our Thursday Patreon pod before the Game Week 37 deadline, and my general feeling is Arsenal will be fine. They're grown-ups, they're professionals, and yeah. they really did look down and out on, uh, on their yeah. luck against Nottingham Forest. They did. And now, I think it's it's a home match. Yeah. So mm-hmm. do you get, you know, are they kind of up for that? Like maybe a little bit, maybe Trossard is a, I mean, Sokka to me is in some ways he's like the stat favorite, but he's not really, um, I, I don't know. Right? What, what do you think about Sokka? He is, he is among the most off the boil players in the league right now. I mean, he, he scored a goal against against Southampton like, yeah. in match week 32, and he's done pretty much bupkis uh, beyond that the last <laughs> couple of months. And he yeah. doesn't look terribly thrilled to be on the ball whenever he's on the ball recently. Uh, this is sort of like emblematic of, of what's kind of gone wrong with Arsenal is they've just ran out of gas. So, no, I... I don't know. Okay, so just to put a positive spin on that, I would say if you're going for a midfield punt, one who like Bruno or Saka is on penalty duty, this is good. This is a plus. You can yep. cons- you can consider Saka for a captaincy, I guess, just just based on that. But it doesn't seem like many uh, many penalties are being given to Arsenal these days. 
Yeah, that is true. It does feel like it's been a while since Sokka missed that pen. That was maybe that was yeah. when it all started. That was like, to, yeah, I mean, because they ended up drawing that match, right? And then they, yeah, geez, okay, I don't want to like, I don't want to unwind that that clock, Brandon. I, or, yeah, or I just kind of feel like Wolves is the worst opponent for Arsenal to have because Lapategi seems like a, I don't know the man. You'll be surprised to hear personally. Sure. Uh, he strikes me as a spiteful person. Uh, <laughs> he just looks like he'd be a, yeah. you know what? We're going to go uh, piss in the cornflakes, rain on the parade, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. There is no parade yeah. happening in North London, but uh, yeah. I just feel like it's going to be a tough match based on the opposition on top of everything else that Arsenal are, are dealing with. The home, yeah. the home support, maybe that pushes things over the edge in favor of Arsenal. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think it does. And maybe that's a, that's a, that is the that is the one issue with the Liverpool captaincy or a Man City captaincy is they are they are away and so maybe that that elevates the Man United captain you know um, captaincy prospects a little bit um, it also makes as a a popular I mean I, I you know I think he makes a lot of sense to transfer this game week and I, he is not an insane captaincy pick either <laughs> and I know that seems like a lot but. Forrest, Forrest got the job done. Like, you know, this is, again, it's probably like better to save this for like a later pod, but I am actually excited that their approach was validated because it is always fun when someone tries something new, right? And their approach was, we are going to buy like 50 players and we're just going to keep mixing and matching all of those players until we find us like a, a combination that, that clicks. And it actually worked. I cannot believe it actually worked. It worked. It worked too without mixing and matching managers. And yeah. what's interesting is this is the first season. God knows when. I think it's only happened four times in the Premier League era that all three promoted teams have stayed up, and all three have stood by their managers, save Bournemouth, who didn't go out and hire some crusty old Brexiteer uh, to try to shepherd them over right. the finish line with with Gary O'Neill. So I just love yeah. all the stories with Fulham, Bournemouth, and Nottingham Forest. It bodes well. Me too. I mean, I, I feel like uh, I sort of liked watching all three of them play. I mean, I, I know we were kind of on Bournemouth about being on the beach on, on last week's podcast, and but that's fine. I mean, that's they they did all the hard work before that. You know, the fact that they were able to go into game weeks, the final three matches of the season, and have no, nothing to play for is. Yeah. Uh, a testament to how fun they were to watch at, at times. Um, so, yeah, I think I think that's really fun. And so, I just I, you know, just looking up and down though, uh, we can talk more about transfers in a second. But just in terms of captaincy, I would not captain anyone on Arsenal. I think that match is too unpredictable. I'm with you there. Villa Brighton, I think that's going to be too competitive to be finding mm-hmm. ca- appealing captaincy options. We talked about Man City already. Chelsea, Newcastle. No, thank you. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Actually, maybe Callum Wilson. I don't know. That's probably not a terrible pick, honestly. Yeah. Uh-huh. If they were home, I would, I would, I'd be even more in favor of it. Talked about as a um, Everton, Bournemouth. I mean, Everton just can't score enough to make that worth considering. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we talked about Kane. I wouldn't consider anyone else on Spurs. Uh, I mean, Sun's just too hard to get to price wise. No one really owns him. Uh, Leicester, West Ham. No, Man United, Fulham. We already talked about that. Um, and then, uh, then Liverpool, Southampton. So, all right. So I think we, 
we've hit the captaincy. We've talked a little bit about our our team and strategy. Um, I did want to talk a little bit about some some punts, maybe some some players that we haven't considered um, so far, Brandon. And yeah. um, we've covered a, a lot of these, I think, already. It's it's interesting to look at. Um, you know, I, I pulled up, and I'll, I'm happy to shut them out as I've done before. And this is it's a free plug, but I I really enjoyed looking at FPL Review this season and looking through their data, and uh, I think it's very clean and and just sort of like easy easy to read. So um, yeah. recommend um, using that site next year, or even going into game week 38 if you're looking for some advice. But uh, they do have Sal at the top of their expected points table as well, which is interesting. And uh, uh, you know, Saka is still at the top of all these charts, and I just feel like Saka is not uh, cannot be trusted at the moment. And I, mm-hmm. I, I think the home crowd will lift them up. I, I think Arsenal win that match, but I, I it feels like they're going to win it the hard way. They're going to yeah. win it with like a. I don't even really know. Like, I mean, Jaka's now up. I was going to say Jaka goal, but I think he's he's out for the season now. It'd be like a Trossard brace or something. It's it's going to go one of two ways. Exactly as you said, win it the hard way. And mm-hmm. I realize all everything I've been saying, uh, I, feel, I still feel that way. All otherwise, we'll be at the Black Horse. The Arsenal Wolves match is the one on the one TV that I don't have a good vantage point on. <laughs> right, and, right. and what yeah. I'm getting through other people yeah, is, yeah. oh, it's like 7-0 Arsenal. And all the guys that you've th- owned throughout the FPL season are They'd scoring all, all those back. points. That's true. There's always a game week like that. And that's true. Sometimes it is game week 38. Um, I, so I, I, but again, you just can't, he's just not worth a transfer is, no. is the problem. No and way. I mean, when you sort of think about slots, right, it's like, okay, who am I going to move around in my squad? And uh, we talked about the Brighton players and I, I like the idea of moving. I, I don't really want to be doubled up in a road match at Villa. Um, they're, they're too strong defensively, too solid defensively. So, um, moving to Eze makes a lot of sense from a price point perspective. We can all, almost all of us get there pretty easily without having to burn a transfer. Um, up front, I could move from Isak to, to Jesus. And so that would be kind of exactly in line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you, if you like officially won your bet now, are you, um, how, how are you looking? It's, it's uh, gotta be close. Yeah. So for those who have not been paying attention, I bet this guy Marlon at the start of the season that Gabriel Jesus would score more fantasy points than Darwin Nunez. Mm-hmm. Nunez is still out with a toe injury. Jesus with the yellow card only scores one point this weekend. He's a, he's ahead of Darwin by 13 points. Okay. I feel like I'm free yeah. and clear, especially if Darwin, <laughs> I don't understand why Darwin, Darwin would play, yeah. Yeah. but if Darwin is somehow like fit against, against Southampton, I'm yep. going to be, <laughs> I'm going to be quaking. It's going to be, it's going to be very harrowing <laughs> because I could, I could see Liverpool just annihilating uh, Southampton. You know, I just had an interesting thought for my for my own um, squad here, Brandon. Uh, if you'll indulge me for a second, please go on. I, I'm curious: is there a minus four that I could take with this? Can I free? I'm curious if I if I were to drop Isak and Bruno, and maybe maybe and I, I did already flag Bruno as a as a as a possible captaincy mm-hmm. option. But just out of curiosity, mm-hmm. if, I went, if I went Bruno to Eze, could I get Harry Kane? Let's I see. could. Kane, Kane on a minus four is almost like just do it now territory. <laughs> I, know. I know. That is really interesting. That is, uh, oh my goodness. But then if I had Kane, would I captain him? That's, that you is the other to. question. Absolutely. 
Against Leeds? old 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 one goal Kane, you know? Yeah. I think he I think that's is yeah. he's going to win the golden boot and surpass Erling Brute Holland <laughs> and the last game week of the season. Everyone's talking about like title defenses, who's gonna get relegated. The only thing that's being played for, and nobody even knows this, is the golden mm-hmm. boot. That's the only yeah. thing being played for in game week thirty eight. Well, how many goals Kane's got? How many does he? He's, he's, like 30. Tw- he's got twenty-eight. Okay. And Holland has thirty-six. So it would require him to score eight goals. I mean, imagine does, if you captained him, that's going to look pretty good. The thing is, Kane is. We know all these forwards; they're all number obsessed. He is two goals away from thirty. It does seem to me like Harry Kane is the kind of guy who wants. In fact, and Harry Kane has never scored thirty goals in a season. So this would be. The yeah. mo- he scored 29 twice. So if he gets two goals in this match, he will surpass his previous. And, and Leeds need to win that match. Yeah. So that is. Yeah. They're, and th- so they're going to be okay. wide open. And imagine uh, Harry Kane's idiot brother who had him sign that like 20 year contract with Spurs is probably licking yeah. his lips. Uh, if if Kane gets to 30 goals, what that does for his transfer value. Yeah, yeah, disgusting I mean, mental I image. I, 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 I don't know that you could really change Kane's transfer value at this point. It is what it is. But. Pretty, pretty solid one way or the other. But, you know, it's still, it's, it looked good on the resume. You know, I assume he's still fax number one page resume of Harry Kane's. Oh, he, uh, Harry Kane is the chief and, editor of his own Wikipedia page. We know this. <laughs> Maybe his brother. Maybe he might outsource it to his brother. Um, all right. So, is there anybody just looking through this long list, anybody that we, that we haven't covered that, I mean, Ollie Watkins pops up kind of high uh, end uh, here. Uh, I was just going to mention Ollie Watkins as, as the, the weirdo hipster pick. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I, I still believe in him. If he had not missed that penalty this weekend, I think we'd probably be thinking about him more seriously than um, mm-hmm. unseriously. But yeah. it, again, as I as I say, I'm I'm waiting. The home teams in game week 38 has has kind of been borne out through the through, through the whole season. Yep. And Villa are playing well. I think Brighton are just going to be exhausted uh, from this campaign. So Watkins is Watkins falls into the hold territory if you have him 100% play him with gusto. I think that's right. I think hold is the right. I I, I would I would play him for that for that match as well. I, I just Brighton. Yeah, they really should have conceded twice, honestly, today, and uh, got got a little lucky. So, um, yeah, I think uh, I see some Everton players here. I wouldn't try. I, I'm like wary of any game where the stakes are too high, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, I mean, yeah. I, I suppose maybe you could put Leeds Spurs in that category, but I just feel like Leeds can't stop conceding goals, and so it's yeah. hard to really, you know, e- even if you even if you think they could win that match, they're not going to win it one nil. Like, uh, you know, it'd be like a four three shootout or something like that by the way i had a thought about patrick bamford who got subbed off today that he has to be one of the most unlucky players of the last several years not only because of the injuries but because the one great season that he had in the premier league was when there were no fans in the stands and it's like he never even kind of got to be awesome in front of all the fans right it was like this once once all the fans came back he's been perma injured basically from you know maybe there's some correlation there 
Uh, he's got some performance performance anxiety, performance anxiety. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, and and he has been very injured, and so it's I, you know it feels like he still plays well when he plays, but it's just like he's never. Yeah. He's, he did miss that pen, unfortunately. But I you know, know I hated yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Bamford just seems like a he just seems like a nice boy, Josh. And he does. We, we don't you know. want. I mean, no. what Bamford is dealing with isn't anything along the lines of what, say, like something Vinicius Jr. is is, is dealing with, granted, but still. Sure, uh, sure. Leave, leave our guys alone. Just yeah. let them ball. I agree. Let them let them ball, <laughs> as they say at the end of uh, Bad News Bears, or I guess I say let them play. But, yeah, same idea. Um, I if suppose... they do a white men can't jump, ask reboot for the 21st century. They'll say, let them ball at the yeah, end let, of the bad yeah, news. Exactly. Bears. Let them ball. Um, I do like, we talked about him briefly, but I, I really like Gakpo as a transfer. I think that he will, uh, he will be starting up front in that match. Um, I think Firmino got his, got his moment as you were saying before. And so I think that, I think, Gakpo, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess I do have to caveat that you could see for if Liverpool really don't have a lot to play for, maybe for sentimental reasons, they give Firmino a start in that match. Um, so I guess that is the one. Some risk. Yeah, there is some risk. I have to. I, I feel contractually obligated to point that out. Our lawyers um, are looking at us right now uh, saying we exactly. need to say this. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I think uh, you and I are both in agreement that in general, a defensive transfer is not advisable this game week. These do not tend to be low scoring game weeks. They're there. This is the week when everybody's shooting. Everybody's <laughs> unless unless you're you know doing everything you can to avoid going down. And it's like a goal difference question or whatever. In general, you are these games are wild. And oh, it's yeah. part of what makes game week 38 so fun. Yeah. This is the game week where all the fans are, for some unknown reason, dressed as Smurfs, and they're just yelling at the center backs, shoot! So uh, really looking forward to it. It should be pretty chaotic. I'm I'm looking forward to it, too. So it's... I, maybe that's maybe we've covered it, Brandon. I mean, it's it's one week and it's it's hard for us to stretch this into our normal hour and 53 minutes. But that's we where tried. we are. We've got yeah, we've got three more matches this week. That'll th- those matches will, will shake up our thinking. I, I guarantee it. So um, I have point two million to, to of wiggle room on those transfers that we discussed. So I'll have a couple more days to, to think it through. Um, but uh, that could be fun. I'm sort of, that might be fun. It just sort of, I, I want to see Bruno actually score a goal or do something like, it's <laughs> like, let's see what yeah. he actually does on, 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 you know, on, on Thursday's match. So um, that's where we are though. Um, it's, it's going to be a really fun weekend. It's the, the games are set up perfectly for a really swingy game week 38 I mean, you really couldn't have scripted it better because you have um just a lot of unpredictability built into um these the matches that are taking place this this coming weekend so um i think that's gonna be a lot of fun i'm looking forward to it and uh brendan any final thoughts I am also looking forward to it, Josh. I feel like Grandma gave me a twenty dollar bill to go to the store because I've got one point yeah. six million in the bank. Uh, so yeah, let, let's chat more on our Patreon pod about how I can it. spend it. Can I get to Kane? I am one hundred percent getting to Kane if I could do it with that that kind of money. But yeah, I, I hope to see anybody in the New York area at the Black Horse. Uh, it's always fun to to see people who have been listening all season just come yep. and give us a high five and all that. But um, if we lose you uh, after game week 38 in terms of you're taking the summer off, uh, thank you for all your support through the season and for 
pressing download and pressing play. But yeah, Josh, we're going to come back next week for a real raw uh, yep. sort of like postmortem on yeah. what I think we learned a lot this season, honestly. Uh, yeah. This, this was like an, this was like uh, FPL X and the X stood for extreme. Uh, yeah. With all the double game weeks and, and everything, there was a lot for us to learn even as veteran managers. I think that's right. I do feel like I've thought about how to play maybe more this year, like more like, you know, I don't, I don't really know what I mean by that. I, I maybe just like sort of I have been thinking about strategy as like a like actual like, you know, I don't know, like just like what is my approach? Like how can yeah. I tweak it? You know, that maybe that I have in previous years. So, um, all right. Well, hopefully everyone, you know, has a great uh, midweek. And uh, we will again, as you mentioned, Brandon, we'll do a, a Patreon pod on Thursday. Um, you can support the podcast at patreon.com. So it's always cheating. Get access to that podcast. Uh, thank you to our producers, Mike DePietro, Trevor Ingerson, Chris Howell, uh, Babas Kuhn, James Holland, Dave Wagner Lodal, Nick Wright, Lazarus Yanis, uh, Jesse Halstead, Bruce Kerr, Brian Chin, Blair Jacobson, Tom Byerly, Andy Portlock, Dan Parsons, Ad FPL Merch, Kerry Swanson, Jeff Turner, Buffalo Wild Mings, Francis Moore, Sam Shower, Caleb Robbie, Vulgar Paulson Kruger, Alex Holcomb, James Keatley, The Saint, Bob Box, Craig Jackson, Thomas Andre, Shalin Afkadakia, Terrence O'Donnell. What a great mix of names we have I love in our it. producer group. And it's beautiful. Even the real names, you know, the mixed in with the uh, the fake names. A couple of these are, are also pseudonym, pseudonymous, pseudonym, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Terrence O'Donnell, Paul Herzig, Heath Cram, Thomas Tislop, Noah Louise, and Travis Grant. Thanks again, Travis. Did he get back to you with the T-shirt thing? I think he did, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure right. he's wearing it right now as he's, uh, hitting, <laughs> as he's hitting the skip yeah. forward 15 second button <laughs> yeah and so you can uh it, now that we're at the end of the season uh you you often hear this you probably don't pay any attention to it but if you could review or rate the podcast on spotify apple Podcasts, google play stitcher yes. wherever you listen to pods that's really helpful uh helps uh, more people find the podcast um especially as we go into the off season we don't want to disappear from all of the uh, search results <laughs> so uh yeah you can follow us on twitter at hail cheaters uh, i'm on blue sky now maybe i've got to create a blue sky always cheating account too it doesn't feel like that's, that's a place for hustling yet brandon maybe maybe someday it will so well, well but we'll the see. earlier you start it, you know you look like a, a legit a handle if it says you've been a member since so oh, such and such a date right that's true that's true so um maybe i'll base. do that and uh yeah i don't even have an invite yet i'm debating whether i would give that to you or not i feel like <laughs> would you give it to me it. or to the podcast uh, Sort of like a way of scales of justice. Maybe neither. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the Instagram at Hail Cheaters. We posted some photos from the Black Horse, no doubt. Uh, Facebook.com slash always cheating. Emails, hailcheaters at gmail.com. And visit the website for all this and more, alwayscheating.com. Excellent. Yeah. Good luck, Josh. I will be. Likewise. I look forward to seeing you always in your insanely stressed out game week 38. Um, uh, this state of be. mind. This one, I'm like nine points ahead of like five people in a bunch of leagues. It's going to be very stressful. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. All right. We'll see you then. All right. Sounds good. Bye.